from the Ticats Audio Network. This is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Hello and welcome to the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. This is the final episode of the season. Coach, it's one last wrap session here to, to tie things off and, and end things out. Coach, I, I am feeling for you guys and your, t- and your team. I I... I know it's only two mornings later, but have you have, is that have you found any perspective on on Sunday's game yet, or is it still fresh? Well, it's definitely not as fresh, Luke, as you know after after it happened. Uh, extremely disappointed, um, but also extremely proud. Uh, the scoreboard uh, obviously will not define us, and the why is when you have exit meetings and final meetings with the players and you actually exchange the journey with them and just how you felt. It's during that time that you realize it's bigger than the scoreboard. Um, Yes, we play to win championships. And that'll never change. And we're paid to win. But there is so much more to this than that. And to come up short, yes, it stings. I'm going to need quite a few more sunrises to get it out of the system. But how proud I am of this football team and everything that we've been through, the way that they responded when you turn that tape on, wow. Like, everybody probably drove home disappointed, but if you didn't see the effort and the physicality of the Hamilton Tiger Cats out there, you missed you missed a good part of the game. So proud of so proud of them. I I know the answer to this, Coach. I think if if nothing's changed, but do you uh, do you have a a player exit interview with with each player of the team? I, you know, I've done that before, and then they've almost missed flights. <laughs> because you know I've always got something to say. Yeah. I've tapered it down over the years, Luke, where yeah. you've been outside that door and you've probably come back the next day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be honest with you and I know uh, like, so yeah. I give the position coaches first uh dibs and then of course the coordinators next, but my door is always open and uh as I was tardy to come on to this this call, um <laughs> I uh uh, we got we got into a, a pretty good conversation. So I'm not going to say that I everybody, but I will end up talking to everybody at some point, uh, even if it means a, a Zoom call or something else. Uh, it's one of my favorite times because most of the time there's nothing talked about football. Hmm. Well, I can speak to my to my exit interview two years ago from this last uh, November, and I was at the time. Uh, I, you could, you could close your eyes and and point anywhere at me. And that was, there was an injury there and I was, (laughs) and I was, you know, mentally sort of really struggling with it. And turns out I, I, at that time didn't obviously didn't know there was going to be no season the following year, but so I I was really facing a lot of things, decisions to make. And, and, uh, you were incredibly, uh, gracious and, and, uh, you know, helped me think clearly in that, in that time, even without giving me, uh, you know, without giving me the answers, but, rather a framework to think in um, a lot of the, a lot of the veterans I imagine have been in your room over the last couple of days. What can you, what do you say to a guy like Jeremiah or, uh, or uh, Simone uh, uh, at a time like this in their careers? 
sometimes it's silence, you know, initially, and sometimes it's smiles. It just depends on their demeanor. You know, most of these, you know, for in Jeremiah's case, you know, he's got family at home. He's got kids that don't know any different. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's always the disappointment and it's different is what I'm trying to say is each player is different and their demeanor takes on sometimes it, the conversation takes on a life of its own. And it's never a checklist here of things that of information that I need or that I want to help better myself or the organization. It's walk in, what's the vibe, what's on your mind, and you go from there. So when you say, what do I say to those guys, it's different every time. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't have anything. Sometimes I don't talk a lot. Sometimes I don't shut up. It's however the kite is in the wind, that's kind of where we go. Can you think back to the locker room after this game? And I've been in those, I've been in that three times in a, in a lost championship locker room, and it's not a great ex, uh, life experience. What did you say to the t- to this team? Well, I'll be honest with you. I sat on the floor. Everybody was seated. And, you know, I'm very seldom at a loss for words, as you know. And I just sat on the floor with them, and we just kind of sat there for a second. It was quiet. was nothing planned. I just truly didn't know what to say because I generally would like to give them something to take the sting away. But I've sat in that seat as a player, and oftentimes players don't want to hear anything, and sometimes they want to hear something. And I truly didn't know what to say because it was a feeling that was going on in the room. And, you know, I slowly got to a knee, and, you know, you know, obviously I won't get into the details of, everything, but I did let them know that I was extremely proud of them, that they did what we asked. They played their heart out. Uh, and I told them, I told them that, uh, I told them I loved them, you know, each, each one of them, as we, as you know, we do, we do what we call touch them up just like we do after competition drills. And that's something that's never changed. That's as long as I'm here, we'll do that. And I want to make sure everybody touched everybody in that room. And, uh, you know, if they felt compelled to do so, tell them that they love them. Because really, that's what it is. It's a word that's not thrown around very, very much in football. But when you are a family, there's nothing wrong with that. I uh, was lucky enough to see some of the guys uh, after the game in the with the tie cat family. And that word was used a lot. Just, I love you, man. And I, I just had my hand on, uh, on, uh, Mike Daly's shoulder and just thinking, you just don't, you don't know what to say, but there's also not a feeling like you should say something. It's just, it's just, just, just quietness. And I got to tell you, I, I cannot believe I told Jenna before the game, first of all, it was my first ever tie cats game from the stands. We didn't do the broadcast because the rights holders were elsewhere, but the, but, but uh, so I had, I had no idea what I was going to feel like in it. And it, and it was so hard. I stood there, I stood there with Jenna and Peter Diakowski comes up behind us as the fans are, are exiting the, the stadium. And, and he just stood there with his arms around us just, and we just, it's, you know, we just, the whole, the whole fraternity felt that in a sense, but of course, never, never like a player. I will say Andy Fantuz, I mean, talk about a tie cat guy, about a CFL guy. I saw we, this was hours and hours after the game. And he goes, I, this, this is, this feels worse than 2014 to me. 
And I, and I, and I said, in a sense, you know, it, it caught me off guard. And then in a sense, I thought, man, there is something, there is something different uh, about it in your, you and I, for the three previous gray cups that Hamilton was a part of, we were together. Can you compare it all uh, Sunday's game to those three most recent Hamilton gray cups? Uh, let me just start with your first comments there. Uh, that's, that's awesome. I mean, it, it, you just know how much everybody felt and how much it just shows you how much everybody wanted it. Uh, f- they just felt a part of it, even though it was from a distance, mm-hmm. you know, and you were talking about Fantuz and, and yourself and Peter and Filer and, you know, we saw Jamal Johnson and Courtney Steven and, right. you know, I don't want to name because then you're leaving 30 out. Yeah. But even alumni, like this has a college feel, like the pride and tradition of high Hamilton Tiger cat football is special. And I'm not saying more than anything else. I'm just talking about us. And especially recently, you know, and recent history, the history before, of, of course, but that's the tradition and, and the pride. And, and so I think it's really neat that uh, it hurt. It hurt a lot. Of, uh, it hurt people because they care. As far as the comparison, I think every year is different. And I think the biggest would be, you know, maybe in 13, we surprised a lot of people playing at Guelph, you know, beating a Montreal team that even though it was a home game, they might have been the better team and then going to Toronto. And then, you know, we got a little overwhelmed by Saskatchewan uh, in their home stadium. But in 14, I think we knew we belonged Mm -hmm. and uh, handled our business. Right. And then we're in it to the end and everybody knows how that ended an unfortunate uh, penalty. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, we had, we had some, the other, the other ones, you know, were obviously special too. I think the biggest difference Luke is just this one was at home and it just was a different feeling. And I'm not saying that it was more important or least important because losing feels terrible. And in football, when you're playing elimination football, it's, it's tough. And when you, I mean, just the stress and the pressure uh, on the coaches and the organization, when you're hosting something, Mm. it's always in the back of people's minds. But if you can't get an X by your name, you will have no chance. And once we got the X by our name, you know, just with the roller coaster ride that we were on, it was special. And I think this one hurts. And I'm the only reason I'm, I'm not saying more in comparison is just because it's fresh. I think fresh always is going to hurt more, but I can tell you that I didn't feel real great in 14. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel elated or that we were there competing. We were there to win mm-hmm. and uh, we had opportunities and we had opportunities this game. We were lining up uh, to win a football game. I thought the ball to Ackland, it was almost like uh, I've kind of termed it like a walk-off home run. Yeah. I thought we were going to go down there and, <clears throat> and, uh, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. And uh, what a football game. And just extremely disappointed for the city and everybody else. But that's what happens in sports. We, uh, we've we talked all season. Well, we, we've always talked that that there, the, the game comes down to a, hand, a handful of plays. W- what is 
what's stuck in your mind right now? What what is is there that is there a few plays that 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 are the ones that you can't uh, that you're having trouble getting over? Not really. I really don't have any any regrets because at the end of the day, we're in a position to win, and that's the goal. It doesn't mean if it's by one point or twenty points, you're you want to be in a position to win, and we were. So every decision up to that point led us to that spot, and that's not um, that's all three phases, right? contributed to that last drive right you know and what else can you it's kind of that game that you're saying okay who's gonna have the ball last Mm -hmm. and you know I thought there was a big game within the game going on now that both teams played it well when it came to the win yeah yeah is there plays that you want back uh but when I found when you do that Luke you're searching for a perfect game and that doesn't exist so if you know, you get those other plays back, then you're going to, you know, another one may slip. Right. So right. It, the perfect game hasn't been played. It's, it's the team that makes the least amount of mistakes generally has the better opportunity to win. And because of the play of all three phases, we had an opportunity to win. And that's not just an offensive thing, right? There was chances in defense and there was chances in special teams uh, to contribute to it. But at the end of the day, with a under a minute to go, the Hamilton Tiger Cats as a football team had a chance, and we even had a chance in overtime. Right, so right. One of the part of this of this game, and part of the heartbreak, you know, really uh, is in my mind uh, in the at the quarterback position because you know from the start of the season, you you and your staff and Dane and Jeremiah we're saying that it, it maybe it'll take them both. You know, it might take both. <laughs> we, and like we almost witnessed prop what would have been probably the, the the most epic quarterback story in, in CFL history. If that, if that change would have, if that would have come out on top for the tie cats, I mean, could you ever have imagined that, that idea of needing both of them? They're both going to have to play. They're both going to have to be their best. Could you ever have seen that coming being so tangible at the end of this year? No, I'd be lying to you, Luke. Like right. it's like we did think that. We did think that. And but more so that you know, it's most quarterbacks don't go wire to wire. Uh or, you know, they're both playing so well that both are going to deserve playing time. Uh, by no means did we say we're going to come into the season with a two quarterback system, but we knew it was a possibility mm-hmm. because of how good they are. They're both starters in this league, but what a credit to them that they even signed back here knowing that somebody was going to get disappointed. Somebody was going to be named a starter and somebody wasn't. And they knew that and still signed up. And that's special. And that's why you got the same answers all year from Dane and from myself and even Tommy is that, well, come on, do they really get along? That can't be. Well, do you think they would have signed here if they didn't get along? That's a credit. That's a credit to them. And it just so happened that we were actually wrong. We needed three. <laughs> so we needed three. So we missed it by one. Yeah. Uh, David David came in and did a great job and yeah. really added to the quarterback room. He's a great teammate. He did. And I mean, you know, to be a starter in the East final and then to say, you know what, you're not going to get the start uh, for the Grey Cup. You know, emotionally, that's a lot. And everybody could see Jeremiah giving high fives in the end zone and, and keep and keeping it together. But you know that, that a guy like that wants to be starting, but then to very quickly 
be called on again and to play at the level that he did, which was tw- uh, 20 of 25 uh, with, with two touchdowns and one interception. I mean, to, to, it, it could have been, it, it would have been, I have to think one of the gr- greatest quarterback stories of all time for the league. Uh, I mean, do, it, we're going into an off season. Do you see any chance of this happening again? I mean, will these guys, will these guys be to be quarterbacks on the same team? Well, I think we'd be extremely fortunate if that situation ever happens. I think you have to be realistic and know that it's not likely to happen. Um, it just isn't common, or I think everybody would do it. You know, I think anybody that could have two players that they feel are starters, you know, on their game day roster, they would do that versus one starter and one guy that they hope can develop into one one day. So um, I'm always going to be optimistic and think that there's a chance, but I'm also realistic to know that they've both probably deserve the opportunity to run their own show. And I'm just grateful that they signed up because they were obviously a huge reason why we were, why we were here and just the way they handled the media and the expectations. And they both came back from injuries. And then we had to make another decision when they're both healthy. It's like they had to go through it twice Mm -hmm. and uh, true professionals and great people. Yeah. I, I, I think incredibly highly about both of them. And I just hope that uh, we, we have a chance to see both of them again next year in whatever capacity that is. Coach, as the as the head guy, summarize the season for me. What what did you learn? What do you take away from your 2021 Ticat team? Just the how I just take away how just resilient they are and how they really overcame adversity. And this coaching staff worked tirelessly. The whole organization did, you know, top to bottom. It was so different than 19 and they had to keep trying to live up to that and talk about how they're supposed to build on that. And they're, we're just a different football team with a lot of familiar faces, but a lot of brand new faces and to see the new crop come in and buy in and learn a different way. For example, the rookies in 19, they probably thought it was easy. You just go 15 and three and you get the buy and you win and you're in. Well, those same people from 19, the rookies from 19 come in in 20 and say, whoa, this is what it's like to grind. Mm-hmm. And for the rookies in the first year players this year is like, whoa. But there was enough of the other people that have been around to say, stay the course. So that's what I mean by defining resiliency and overcoming adversity. And that really, when you come together and you hold each other accountable, you can really achieve anything. You always have to execute in the game of football. It's there's, you've got to execute. That's the name of the game. But it, it taught me a ton as a, a coach of just how, if you have the right people and they have the buy-in, you really can't accomplish anything. So super proud of everybody, happy for everybody, disappointed in the final game, but, taking with me way more positives, uh, than negatives this season. I, uh, <clears throat> I look both back over my last eight years of interacting with the team and, and this, this week in Hamilton, man, I learned, I learned even more about Hamilton. I learned more about the Ticats, the amount of alumni who I sort of have a, have a, have a 
uh, brotherhood with now. I mean, I, I was just, I was just in a tie cat, like nebulous for like six days. <laughs> and when you're not a player, you're, you're, we were, we didn't shut it down till two thirty, five nights in a row, just out it with, with events and fans and f- former teammates and then former tie cats from before my time. And, I have I have just a, a hopeful feeling about about the Ticat future. There is just such a there is such a, an energy behind the team, but it takes some time to get over this. And for four four out of the last eight Grey Cups to be a part of and to lose them all is a hard thing for all for all Ticat uh, nation to to take on. But but sure enough, I uh, uh, just to let the dust settle and to get back at it, uh, obviously much needed. I hope that you can can get away from football uh, uh, as as these weeks progress. What is next on the docket for you? Well, first, just let me say that just thank you to all the fans. Like, unbelievable. Uh, all year long, of course. But like I said, the pride and tradition here of Hamilton Tiger Cat football is beyond alive and well. But I'll tell you this. When I – have been in these great cups and we've been in a f- quite a few of them together. You almost always see the Calgary section, the green section over there. There's the Sask, there's the, you know, Ottawa, there's whatever. When I looked up there, I wondered if anybody else came, but Hamilton fans, it was uh, unreal and yeah. not unreal from the standpoint that I actually witnessed it. It was special what an amazing thing for the players to enjoy and the whole organization. So just thanks to the city of Hamilton and everybody who put in all the tireless work, everybody who will never get credit like that doesn't, that doesn't just get pulled off. So I just want to say thank you to everybody. As far as me, Hey, I'm a, I'm a tie cat until I'm not right. That's just, that's where I'm at. I'm where my feet are planted. And uh, I'm just grateful and excited to be here with this opportunity. The thing I'm probably looking most forward to is a little bit of time away. We've been doing football. Everybody's been through a lot. Everybody's going through something, you know, regardless of how they look on the outside. There's, it's been a tough year globally, let alone locally mm-hmm. for everybody. And I think everybody needs some time away. So if I can ever – Find a way to get to some turquoise or light blue water and let your toes get in the sand for a second. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, mind partaking in that. So I think that's what's next uh, for me. Yeah, get somewhere and take your mask off, right? <laughs> How about that? I yeah, think. yeah. Well, Coach, you're a legend. You're a Hall of Famer, man, and you're a great uh, a great tie cat. Thank you for the, your uh, time this year for the coach O show with Luke Tasker. It has been awesome for me to be able to talk with you each week about football and about, uh, about football life and, uh, coach enjoy some time. I, I hope all the, all the best for you and your team as you wrap up in the facilities. I know that's an emotional time of year and, uh, can be a lot, a lot of good, good and bad in these last days. So enjoy what you can and, uh, and, uh, hit the ground running all the best to you and your family coach. Thank you. Happy holidays to you and, and everybody listening. And uh, I just want to say you did a great job, Luke. It's been it's been fun. I'll look forward to next year, buddy. You got it. The Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Like, subscribe, and find out what Coach is thinking every Tuesday.